Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode three of what is temporarily being called the Central Coast Musicians Podcast. Uh, cooler if you say CCM, isn't it? The CCM Podcast, everybody. Uh, still accepting submissions for a uh, more catchy, slick, Central Coast kind of name. Uh, anyway, this uh, podcast is all about discovering new music, new artists, um, people you may want to listen to. You never know when you are going to discover a new favorite band or artist uh all the uh, guests on this show are either singer songwriters or musical directors or someone involved in the music scene in the central coast of california uh, my name is matt vargo i recently moved up here and was really happy with what i found in the music scene so i'd love to share that with you the listener so today's guest is max mcclory 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 a singer-songwriter, so Max, go ahead and say hello. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> so here's a question I've asked everybody so far on the podcast. What was the uh, the drive into my place like for you? You know what? I, at first, I thought I was being lured into a trap and that you were going to uh, stash my body in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was uh, after the fear disappeared, I was actually very enthralled by the beauty of the area. And that's during the day. So imagine <laughs> yeah. Regina coming in here at night for the first time hello yeah, yeah that's always a fun experience um <laughs> all right so what we're gonna do we're gonna learn a little bit about max where he's from what kind of music uh influenced him and we get to hear two songs from him uh later on right. so uh keep listening so here we go max hit me where were you born palmdale california palmdale california i was a desert baby desert baby and then uh slowly moved out of palmdale when i was like maybe five or six and got some time in uh, Agora and Thousand Oaks. Ah, L.A. Yeah. County. L.A. County, baby. So, Southern California. Yeah, smack upbringing. dab in between L.A. and Santa Barbara. It was a good place to grow up. So, like, you graduated high school down there? Yeah, Newberry Park High School. Okay. Well, oh, Newberry Park, you yeah. said? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been there. Really? Not the high school. Yeah. The city good. of. It was my old stomping ground. <laughs> that was the place uh, to be. What is, uh, what was your... What's the first memory you have of playing music, of participating in music making? Let's see. Let's see. A lot of it pops out. I remember in high school being really, uh, I, I did choir, I did jazz band in high school. But before that, I want to say, oh, no, I totally skipped uh, my bass playing days. Oh. I, uh, in junior high, I was part of the, the, the middle school worship team band, so... I joined in on the bass in seventh grade there, and that was my first time playing with other musicians. So that was actually that was a good time. So uh, good learning le learning days there. Did you choose the bass life, or did the bass life choose you? Dude, I chose the bass life. <laughs> was it? Hey, we need a bass player. Max. No, it was. I sought the bass out. I was like, I need to learn this instrument oh. because of my bass hero, Mike Carrera. That rings a bell. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. MXPX, man, that was I was obsessed with MXPX growing up. So my career was like my idol, and I was like, I gotta be just like him. So great, because I was just gonna ask you about what were like what were some of your first, your early favorite bands, favorite oh, singers, man. favorite songs? What were some of the you know, yeah. that you just got obsessed with? Like what okay. were some of those? Third Eye Blind. Still listen to Third Eye Blind. I still think they're great. Old stuff. Nineties. Nineties all the way. MXPX, just obsessed with. I mean, I, I listened to this one tape at eight songs for an entire two-week road trip. I just, mm. A to B, A to B, go back and forth. And I was obsessed with that one. Um, and then uh, Saves the Day took over in eighth and ninth grade, and I was just punk. And I was like, 
emo punk pop punk yeah and then yeah. emo really took you know took the wheel for a while what was an emo band you liked uh remember the band the early november no, i don't oh no. man it was <laughs> it's kind of like you you know the music you look back on you're like ooh, it's kind of cringing you're like that was <laughs> oh yeah there's lots of that i mean get up kids i listened to them oh, but they yeah. weren't really emo though they were kind of maybe they were a little bit you know what i remember about the get up kids what's that it wasn't really anything about them <clears throat> It was that when we went on family vacation, that was the only music I had that I could put on in the car because it wasn't screaming. Oh, uh, you're the screamer, huh? Yeah. yeah. So that was the only song I thought, well, my parents won't hate this because they're actually singing notes. Oh, so you actually <laughs> played it in the car with your whole family. I just remember that was like the only thing I had yeah. that I could actually put on yeah. that would not instantly be shut off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember my brother had a Pennywise album. Do you remember Pennywise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. He... Uh, he bought the tape and he was hiding it in the, our car mm. and I was hiding it because you'd get in trouble for yeah, it. Like parental yeah. advisory on yeah, there. Yeah. And I remember like ratting him out once and he got so upset and he went back to the store and bought another tape of Pennywise. This is older brother. Older younger, brother. Yeah. I was the annoying younger brother. The, uh, the ratter outer. I'd rat him out. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible uh, thing. This is sort of off topic, but Pennywise. Yeah. Are they from Southern California? I don't know. They they might be. Because I thought, for some reason, Wouldn't I thought they me. were from Pittsburgh area, where I'm from. Um, hmm. But then I know that Pennywise is like, they always get played at Anaheim Ducks games, and they're huge in Orange County. So, I could be wrong. That's why I'm asking you the question. They could be. I, you know, as, I wonder if Pennywise is still getting some airtime. I just don't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, listeners with Google, look Check it up. <laughs> call, call us on the show. We'll put you on. <laughs> live, on the air. Uh, just call 1-800-CCM-PODCAST. Uh, the real line, everyone. Call it now. Yeah, yeah. And when you, whenever you listen to this, episode three, which won't be out for like a month. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> call live. It's, uh, it's March 26, everybody, just so you know. You know, you're not going to hear this yeah. till uh, April at some point. Um, all right, so getting back to that. Yeah. So. Yeah. You were playing bass. You're listening to punk punk rock. So, yeah. would you say those were? Did you learn some of those punk songs on bass? Like, what were the first? Did, yeah. As far as playing music, like, what did you? I guess you learned worship songs. Yeah, worship songs for sure. Following like the charts, I feel like that was kind of where I learned how to play with a drummer. Um, got my groove on there, doing the rhythm. Um, but I feel like learning MXPX, like Chick Magnet, that song on bass was like a you had to if you played bass. Um, and then jumping into Saves the Day riffs, which the guy was a pretty good bass player. Um, yeah, I would. I remember taking bass lessons for two years. I remember going huh. in, and after like the first like three sessions, he's like, "You want to learn songs?" So I was like, "Sure." So I'd just bring in my CD of like my favorite song or my favorite like band at the time, and play it, and then he would just sit there and tab it out. Oh wow! Right, and that was the whole that was the whole lesson. So he, by ear, he would just write it down. Yeah, he would tab it out, and That's then he'd teach me. And I, he's like, "All right, now go practice. Come back. We'll play it together next week." So I would just learn. I I learned uh, how to play songs by ear, essentially through him. Yeah. So so pretty much, it sounds like as soon as you started playing bass, you were like into playing music. Like, oh it yeah. Caught on. I was right just away. hooked, man. All My right. brother, he's t he played guitar. Um, and I remember when we were like in second grade, third grade. My brother. And I had to take music lessons. He chose guitar. I chose piano at first because I just felt like I should learn piano. I don't know why. And then uh, I gave it up to play bass. I was like, dude, wait, what am I doing? I can learn to play bass. This is gave so it cool. all up for the bass. Does anyone choose bass like that? I, I feel like that like you said, I feel like, hey, we need a bass player. Jump in. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, how it works out. Um, so 
uh, obviously, listeners, he's not going to play bass and sing over it today. So when did guitar come into the picture? Just, guitar, uh, you know what? The guitar came in because playing bass by yourself was very lonely. Yeah. I'd be sitting in a room just like trying to learn songs. I was like, okay, I want to like sing because yeah. I feel like I felt like singing was kind of just where I wanted to end up going. So hmm. I feel like guitar came in the picture. I want to say when I was maybe 15 or 16, I remember picking it up and just playing terrible songs. I mean, it was like terrible emo songs, and I think it slowly turned into folk music when I turned into like uh, when I turned twenty or so, which I'm happy I jumped off the emo train a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not that emo's bad, but hey. Yeah. Was, um, so then, did singing come along too when you started playing guitar? Is when you started yeah, starting to sing? Yeah, I uh, didn't really know I had I had like a voice in me to sing until I want to say like when I was like fifteen, and my friend really encouraged me to do choir with her, and I was like, eh, choir, I don't know. It was, but you joined because she was cute, right? Yeah, that's pretty much why. <laughs> and then I was in the choir class, all the drama kids, and I was like, "Hey, this is kind of cool. I can sing cool songs." Everyone, so no. When I say that you joined because of her, that's my self-projecting. Is that you? Onto, no, I didn't join choir because of that. Oh, we're so we're so off topic here. But I remember I had long hair when I was in middle school. Yeah, I loved I loved the long hair because I liked the heavy music and everything. Oh, like you talking like metal hair? Like it wasn't too. I mean, I don't know. It was long. Okay, well, that's picture like a mop top. You're like it was down to your shoulders, yeah. huh? And this girl at church, Lynn, I I liked her for <laughs> like grew up at the church with her, yeah. and she was like, "Hey, Matt, you should cut your hair." Guess what? A week later. Wow, that hair's gone, man. <laughs> Jeez, you gave it up. Yeah, I don't. Woman who can do uh, weakness, man. Weird things, you know. Yeah, so you may be stronger than I, but I know that when I was fifteen, if a girl, a cute girl, told me to cut my hair, that hair was going. She said, "Jump, you jump, man." Gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So actually, you uh, you mentioned getting into folk around your twenties, like your early twenties. Yeah. 20s. yeah. Um, so I don't know, tell me a little bit about like what were some of those next stage of people that you like listening to that kind of sure. transitioned you into yeah. the folk I feel genre. like for like most people, I feel like Bob Dylan was a really great introduction. Mm. Um I remember my dad who grew up in New York in the sixties and seventies, he was he was all about, you know, like Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen, all those guys popping through and so and gals and he wouldn't necessarily play at the house, but he would talk about them. Mm. And uh, I don't know, I was kind of intrigued by it. And that was when I was kind of slowly coming out of like the screamo and the emo phase. Yeah. I remember a lot of my sis- older sister's friends would come in my, my room and go, why are you listening to this crap? Like, you're play- listening to some real music. And I was always getting, you know, discouraged that way. Um, I don't really know exactly when I swapped over to folk and rock and roll, but I feel like maybe my dad's talking and got my head somehow and i saw the light i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it was either uh it was like that and jazz he's my mm. dad always played frank sinatra mm. or chet baker and those were like the staples of the house so those were always playing in your youth but they didn't yeah. take hold until 20-ish yeah i guess so isn't that funny like i always had like this admiration for chet baker when i was young because my dad always played it in the car and I always thought like he had the coolest voice because it was like so womanlike in a way. It was very high. I don't know. It was interesting, and uh, I think that got in my head. And I always try to mimic Chet Baker when I sing now because oh. I'm just so uh, I was so like obsessed with his style. Well, now I gotta yeah. go listen to him. Yeah, you'll whoever hasn't listened to him, give him a, give him a shot. Listener to this podcast are gonna get really familiar with me saying, "Oh, I don't know who that is." When people <laughs> talk about their influences, so and don't get uh, yeah. mixed up with Chet Faker. 
There's <laughs> Chet Charity Baker. Chet yeah. Baker is the real deal. That's funny. Yeah. Um, maybe that's part of the reason for this podcast is I don't know about all the influences that brought sure. you where you are. So we're all yeah. learning about music here, uh, finding yeah. new people together. So um, let's see. So let's. Uh, we've reached the 20s of Max McClory's life. Yeah. So um, how did you end up in the Central Coast? Uh, school. It was funny. I was. Uh, Finished up junior college at Moore Park, where I, where I was at, and I was 21, and I remember I had two paths I was looking at. I can join the, the movie studios and build movie sets with my dad, mm. or I can go to agriculture and just try that out, because um, I was doing some jobs in, in Camarillo picking strawberries, and uh, I was like, agriculture might be the way I want to go. Mm. And I remember I filled out my application for Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. I sent it out. I was like, oh, if I get in, I get in. If if not, then I just go join the studios. And sure enough, I got in, yeah. and it just put my path on a whole new uh, new way. I, I was like, okay, I'm guessing going here, moving away, and going to school. And one thing led to another. I'm still here. It's been nine years. And uh, nine years. I've been, I can't get enough of slow area. Okay, great. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you. Yeah. This is a question I ask every guest. So, yeah. like, what does the Central Coast mean to you? Like. Would, uh, when I think of Central Coast, <laughs> it's like yeah. the promised land. Like, I wanted sure. to move here for 10 years. Yeah. Finally, I got you. So, I don't know. Like, it's funny. You, you're talking about how much you like it. So, uh, I, what is it about Central I didn't Coast? know what I was stepping into when I when I first came here. I, actually, the first three months, I was like, dude, I hate slow. I, like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. Mainly because I was new. I didn't know where anything was. Had no friends. I was just going with the flow in the town. But um, driving into town when I was young, because we used to stay at Apple Farm, this really... Oh, yeah cool hotel uh my mom would always go oh, it looks like story storybook land like the running green hills and you can almost it's picture a magical like, little spot yeah, yeah you could picture trolls and unicorns running on the hills smurfs smurfs, smurfs are out there <laughs> what a magical land <laughs> now i think when i when i think of central coast i just think of tranquility it's like oh yeah it's calm there's no traffic well there's a little bit there's compared to relatively yeah no traffic compared to like la and orange county where yeah. we were at i mean that was just a death trap of cars so yeah yeah i find it very cool. peaceful to be here yeah agreed yeah uh let's talk a little bit more about uh music yeah and then uh we'll have you play a song in a few minutes here uh so right now if i were to yeah. ask you to play the oldest song you know uh, what would that be? So it could be an original or maybe a song you learned when you were 15. Sure. Like what's the oldest song you could just play right now? If oh, I, uh, gosh. The oldest song I can remember how to play would probably be um, a song my brother and I co-wrote together. Um, it was, uh, what was it called? Man Overboard. That was what it's called. My brother played the guitar on it, and I just did the singing and played the bass, okay. but I, I learned the guitar um, not too long after, oh, cool. but I think I might've been 18 or so. Yeah. I think before then, I don't remember much songs. Like I learned or tabbed from my, my youth, even though I'm not that old, <laughs> I still feel young. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like it's probably original that my brother and I wrote together. Yeah. Why? It's, it's so much easier to remember a song you wrote, you know? Like, oh yeah. Easily. I've learned all these cover songs over the years and I forget how to play them. Yeah. And then you could just remind me, Hey Matt, you learned this song once. I'm like, Oh that one? I might remember, you know. Yeah, it's isn't that funny? I, I feel like yeah. cover songs do not stick in my head. I still have like a songbook. Even though I played a certain song like maybe like 60 times, I still have to have the tabs in front of me. 
Because I, I yeah, stuck yeah. my crutch. If I don't have, I, I panic. I'm like, I don't know the next chord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. For me, it's always the words. I forget the words. Oh, yeah. Easily. The music I tend to remember pretty easily, but the words, it's like, just I have no idea. Just the other. Yeah. You remember your first song? Ooh, switching it up here. I'm just, I'm kind of like, curious. Well, you're just, like, same question I asked you. Yeah. Like, what's I'm just the gonna... oldest song I could play on command? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it'd be. Original? Well, you know what? I think the first song I learned was the church song, uh, As the Deer. Oh my gosh, um, as the deer, uh, yeah. As the deer panteth for Yeah, panteth. I always remember panteth when I was a kid. I was like, panteth. Yes. King James language, everybody. <laughs> I love that um, word, panteth. So I, and I played that for like uh, a church thing. They uh, don't play that song so that often I can these probably days play anymore. it right now and remember all the words. Thank you. Yeah. I think. I, I, you know, I forgot yeah. about the worship tunes. I still wouldn't know how to play like those ones though on my yeah. guitar. And then uh, about a million originals that are yeah. about breaking up with my girlfriend. Oh gosh, who doesn't have those? Or 15, so. How many songs do you think you've written <laughs> oh, about boy. breaking up? Is, oh, know? I thought you were asking how many songs I've written. Uh, hey, this is my interview. No, I'll answer your question. And then, but you <laughs> got to answer it too. Sure. Yeah, 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 you yeah. got to answer it too. Um, that I've written about like heartbreak? I guess, stuff? yeah, heartbreak. Like, yeah, sure, girl, heartbreak. Yeah. Girl-induced heartbreak. Yeah, let's do that. Girl-induced heartbreak, yeah. I mean, definitely at least 30. Nice, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, but I, I could easily probably probably 30. I think I've maybe written two or three, <laughs> and I did it out of I'm like expecting a bigger number. When you I, you know, I was uh, <laughs> I, I think I did it out of uh, like knowing, just like okay, I can write a song about this, or I can write you know, I I got obsessed with writing songs about time and just yeah. how fast life goes. Mm-hmm. I've always been like a a weirdo, like watching time slip through my fingers. Like, yeah. So I think yeah. that was always like I always geared my heartbreak to time moving on i think hmm. i tried to avoid it's the funny. heartbreak songs because now i'm writing those songs are you yeah. time's going by yeah niece and nephew are getting old and, the time yeah. stamps on life like oh my gosh all right hey uh how about we hear a song yeah let's from do it. max mcclory give us a quick moment to set up we will return momentarily all right max has got his guitar uh sitting on the ottoman that the cat does not normally lay on so the cat is cool no no uh territorial issues going on here anyway max tell us uh, what this song is what it's about yeah so this one's called uh, the way it goes and uh i was sitting on uh the deck of my backyard at our old place in los osos and i was just watching all the critters going by the birds the bugs the little rodents running by and uh just thinking about the way life actually turns out for for us and for those animals, kind of a weird realization. It's kind of a fun song, I guess, kind of morbid, I guess, according to my wife, but I think it's a fun one. So this is the way it goes. spider upon my windowsill He's catching bugs for his next meal Those poor bugs don't know it They're all as good as dead Yeah, they're all stuck right there in the old spider's web There's a bird flying above my head He's taking dives in the old river's bed The poor bird doesn't know it Catching fish takes a toll 
either starve to death or have your eyesight turned off. But isn't that the way these things go? You can plan and you plan, but you never know. Your whole life can change, your whole world goes right out there in flames. Instead of always trying to plan my next big dream, I'll just slow it down for what it seems. Life ever rarely goes the way that you plan. I gotta lay all those cares at the foot of the old big man. There's a tree out on my back lawn He's getting tall, he's looking so strong I haven't told the tree yet I'm cutting all your branches down soon Yeah, cause you're out there You're always blocking my one good view There's a possum underneath my deck He's building his home Cause I haven't told him yet Sorry old pal you gotta be out of here too Cause the landlord came She gave me and my wife The old 30 day notice too But isn't that the way These things go You can plan and you plan But you never do know Your whole life can change Your whole world goes red and flame Instead of always trying to plan my next big dream, I should slow it down for what it seems. Life ever rarely goes the way that you plan. I gotta lay all those cares at the foot of the old big man. <laughs> Sick! <laughs> All right, Max, great job. I enjoy that song. I've heard you play it before. Um, so good job. Gracias. Thank you very much. <laughs> Man, we went from Scottish accent Gracias. to Spanish. Thank you. I want to say thank you, everyone. The uh, Might as well be the <laughs> most interesting man in the world over here sitting yeah. on my couch. I got so many accents in my world, guys. <laughs> um, I do, too, and most of them are bad. Yeah, I'm um, terrible at them, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, I think you and I met at one of the song contests, yeah, the correct. songwriters that play More Bay Wine Cellar mm-hmm. song contest. Uh, that's a loud vehicle. Um, and last time it was fun because we were sitting there saying how this is both of our like third or fourth song contest. Yeah. And yet we're both like getting nervous. We got like the Nerve butterflies. Like. like how many times I've played these songs before. I've done this song contest. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yet we were still like, why are we nervous? It doesn't make any sense. Oh gosh. Uh, so I guess like generally live performances, are they one of your favorite things to do? Is that one of your favorite parts of playing music is getting to play it in front of people? Gosh, it's funny. That's such a good question. Cause it's like a love hate. It's gotta be like, I hate the feeling of the, like the pit in my stomach. I don't eat before like performances. So I think I go like usually performances like at five or six, you know, they go to like seven or eight. So Dinner time, I skip it, and I'm starving Marvin, and then by the time I get there, I have no hunger, I'm petrified, and I go and play, and then I'm like on this high at the end, I'm like, I did a show, I was awesome, and then I don't eat until like 10 o'clock, so my nerves are all racked, I'm coffee buzzing, mixed like a little bit like beers, it's just like, whew, but going back to the beforehand, yeah, I, I do like playing live, I think it's, maybe it's just like, I don't know, 
it just feels good to get out there and say whatever's on your on your on your mind or your heart through your songs and uh it just feels good but i think leading up to it it's just petrifying and i hate that feeling i mean who does like the the pit in your stomach feeling especially the song contest because yeah. you know you're you're literally being judged like, that's <laughs> like that's like the worst feeling ever and you're gonna get graded and like you put your heart out there and you're like okay here's my heart grade it and you're like okay i just got stomped on um so like what is your favorite uh i guess what's your favorite scenario to play music in like maybe i don't know if you're still involved playing in churches or if you've done yeah. recording or you know live performances or like what's i don't know where are you most at home or Gosh, I would say, I mean, I I don't mind playing like the wine bar or brewery gigs where you're just background music. I think it's a cool way to you know practice, but I don't. I think it's my least favorite place to play, obviously, because you're just background music. You can have like an iPod doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, I do love like the songwriter shows because it's quiet and it's intimate, and people are like actually listening. But man, if I could just sit behind my computer and just like record and just play around i do like that there's freedom and just layering tracks on on, re- on some on some records so probably recording intimate settings and then wine bars okay i think that's a good you know way to go down yeah so you do do uh, at home recording oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm still using garage band and i i just found it super easy i <laughs> got that i don't make the best recordings but i i make no. uh I make the recordings to get by, and I send up to family members and friends, yeah. and just go here. You go, here's some some songs I've been working on. So this is a good transition because yeah. I was going to ask you about songwriting. So is recording an important part of your songwriting? Of seeing one of your songs come together, or does that usually happen mm. just uh, sitting with a guitar? I feel like songwriting is uh, for me like the bit. Like, I call it like the skeleton track, like the guitar and vocals. Um, that is a whole monster on its own, but watching a song come to life, it's literally sitting down recording the guitar and the vocals and just seeing where the song ends up. Like layering, I love layering like six guitar tracks and like eight vocal tracks <laughs> and like shaker and then two bass tracks and then doubling my vocals on left and right. I think it's so fun just yeah. to get nerded out on the recording. And then that takes on a whole like new element of the song. Like I'll lay down like I said, the bass track, like just the guitar and vocals, and it's like, okay, I can see where it's going. And once I start adding those other like harmonies or guitars, it's like, oh, the song's here now. I did not know I was going to go there. Uh, I feel like the songwriting itself, for me, um, gosh, it's got to start with, for me, just like an idea, like a melody. I'll, You know on your iPhones we have those voice recorders? Yeah, yeah. I use that like daily. I'll think of a cool melody mm-hmm. and I'll sing into it. And every once in a while, I'll go back and I'll try to, you know, get that on guitar. But I think it starts with the melody and maybe some lyrics or an idea of a song. And then I sit down. Very rarely do I sit down on the guitar and go, okay, I'm going to write one right now. It's very hard for me, too. Yeah. So the question I always ask, I've asked every guest is, yeah, what is a typical songwriting process like? So I think you just answered that. So normally it's it's something pops into your head and you Mm -hmm. sing it into your phone or whatever, whatever's in your Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you kind of flush it out. From there, that's the origin. Sure, and then sometimes, I mean, I'll sit down when I play guitar, I'll have, like, really cool, like, yeah, cool in my head, uh, riffs. <laughs> <laughs> They're really cool. Uh, guitar well, you riffs. you got to like it to, uh, to want to flush it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I like, okay, this song's the D song. And I was like, maybe I can pair it up with, like, these lyrics, this melody I wrote. And it's funny. It's kind of like mixing my guitar world and my, my melody or my vocal world and trying to combine them. 
But that, I think that's why I'm a very slow songwriter. I mean, I sit on songs for years. And they rarely get finished unless someone's like, hey, there's a song contest. You should play your new song. <laughs> I'm like, hey, maybe I should yeah. finish it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know if other musicians are out there like that, but man, it is painfully slow for me to write and finish songs. And I think that's maybe out of laziness or just out of uh, lack of inspiration, I guess. There are other musicians out there like that. Hey, this guy. This right. guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so God. then you sort of hinted at this. Do your yeah. your lyrics usually come separately from the music? So the most, yeah. I mean, a couple songs I've written, like uh, they just actually, you know, lately in the last couple of years, they've been kind of. I'll be sitting there strumming like two chords I love, and then I'll just be kind of singing, ranting over it. And uh, I'll record that on my phone. And I'll go back and pick little vocal or uh, little lyric phrases I liked out of it and just write them down and save them in my pocket for later kind of thing. But a lot of the times it's kind of just like little short story poems and I'll try to find rhymes here and there while I'm throughout my daily, I don't know, throughout my days, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit of both. Sometimes it's, it's from the music both. and sometimes it's yeah. outside. A lot of it comes like like we talked about. Just that's a cool idea for a song. Like I want to write a song about that, and then kind of getting some lyrics, and you have like that guitar riff in the back of your head. You're like maybe I'll put it to that, and yeah. next thing you know, it's kind of spilling out of your guitar. So it's pretty cool. So then the way you say you sit on songs for years. So is the way Gosh, that you yeah. remember them after three years? Is it because of your little phone recording? You go back and listen to it, or does it... that sometimes I'll forget about like in my gems of a song. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a cool one. I got to get back to that. Yeah. But a lot of times, you're just beating that riff or the guitar thing into the ground so much that when my wife comes in, she's like, "Can you please stop playing that that riff?" <laughs> and I'm like, I, I just can't stop playing it. She's like, "Just finish the song already, would you?" That's what Nadia's never said that, but I <laughs> I have expected her to at times. She's been like, "I've been playing this for like 30 minutes." Yeah, like, aren't you two chords? Yeah. You're just like going back and forth. You're like, no. It took like two years of me playing the same riff. Every time I pick up the guitar, it's like my little warm up riff, and I'll sit in it for like five minutes, and it's like, okay, yeah, move on, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm t- totally there too. Um, there, like, well, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this as a question, but sure. uh, I don't think I'm going to. But <laughs> so I've had I've had songs where you know I'll I'll get like verse chorus or something like that. And maybe lyrics, and I'm like, you know, it just there needs to be another part to the song, you know. Sure. And I and I just don't know where what that is. I don't know where it can go. And it's like, yeah, I have it recorded on here. Yeah. Five years later, I listen to it and I go, I know exactly where it great? needs to go. Yeah. And so these songs that have been sitting for five, ten years, are like, oh, now they're finished. And that's funny because I figured it out. I feel like you kind of get your your old style if that if you can like old like feeling it makes in with like your new style of music if you know because i feel like every songwriter kind of evolves or slowly progresses and it changes it's not always stagnant for the most part so i like taking old songs and reforming them to new new ones i'll go back yeah. to like some songs i wrote when i was like 17 or 18 and go oh this would be kind of cool to re revisit and maybe change it up because like i liked where i was going with it at the time but now i feel like i can really step it up so it's a new arrangement, basically, of an old song. Yeah, it's like yeah. maybe the same melody or the same chord progression, but I feel like you can kind of, you know, change the tempo or change things up a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've done that. I've had these songs recorded, and I've, I'm like, oh, now I've got this, these new guitar and my, my new amp is awesome and yeah. these mics. Yeah. And I'll re-record the whole thing, 
And I'm like, yeah, it sounds better, but it's the same song, yeah. you know? So it's fun to sometimes actually change, fundamentally change the song, the yeah. groove or the time signature or something, you know? Sure. Tempo. Yeah. Yeah, that's just fun. So like right now, how many unfinished songs do you think you have just sitting in a in a phone file? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull out my phone. Now, honestly, there's probably like unfinished like including like half written songs and some are very close maybe like 10 they're just okay sitting in the vault waiting to be mm-hmm. just finished and it's funny I, i'm trying to team up with like some other musicians i'm like please take my song and finish it and they're like i don't know where to go with it like, <laughs> yeah. i'm like all right, all right i'll finish it yeah. i'll do it in two years from now don't worry so uh have you ever well maybe not ever is the, is the question but have you ever been able to pay the bills with music or like how oh, how wish. frequently do you find actual paying gigs as opposed to uh people how's the money side work <laughs> sure no i mean i'm not quitting my day job yeah, uh, yeah. i feel like uh, <laughs> i feel like it's maybe five percent of my total income in a year so it's it's enough for spending cash it's it goes into my music fund mm-hmm. it's funny how you buy more musical equipment and you play to buy more musical equipment. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big circle. It's, it's great. a good motivator, though. Huh? It is. It totally yeah. is. And uh, for me, it's always been a way just to make a little bit of cash to buy like that new microphone I wanted. Yeah, and I guilt free. I don't have to yeah. worry about it. You know, so it's like, hey, it's just some extra cash I got. Yeah. So you mentioned this. So have you ever yeah. put anything on like Spotify or uh, have you ever up? Do you have? Like an album, some songs? Yeah, I, it's all on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Okay. And I don't know if that's like a dying uh, way to listen to music, because it's funny. I have my friend who's a mus- uh, musician, um, he just uh, just put all his stuff on Spotify. And he made a big deal. I was like, I'm finally on Spotify. I'm no longer on SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Now you can finally listen to me. And I was okay. like... That's true. I was never listening to his music because I don't want to go on Bandcamp on my phone. Oh, yeah. And so I never made that jump. Um, but maybe one of these days. So we can look day. up Max McClory. 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 I'm going to screw this up every time. Now that I over, <laughs> I, I knew how to say it before. Now yeah. I'm just overthinking it because I'm like, I have to say it right on the podcast. I love when that happens. McClory. <laughs> McClory. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not that hard a name, people. Um, yeah, I'm on I'm on Bandcamp and uh, SoundCloud and I put up... Uh, uh, my 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 EP I recorded about a couple years ago, and then a couple albums my brother and I put out when we were in uh, about maybe ten years ago. And then one really cool thing that we do every year is a group of friends from home. Um, for the last twelve years, we always write or record a Christmas song, and oh, we send it. Cool. We send it to like one of our friends who compiles it onto an album. Wow! And we used to make hard copies, but now it's just all digital. But so each each of you individually write a Christmas song. Yeah. And so or, every year there's a yeah. compilation album of you guys and we have all a, your different Christmas songs. Exactly. Uh, we have an cool. ongoing list of what songs have been done so you can't redo them. So the, usually there's about maybe 10 or 11 guys or girls on the album. Um, How can we listen to these? It's Are on they, it's on Bandcamp. Nice. Yeah, what's so, it What's it called? Uh, if under well, it's just my Christmas songs. I put them under oh, okay. Christmas with Max. You can find it. They're okay. Little gems from uh, nice. 2007. I think nice. 2006. We started. That's super cool. Yeah. So um, it's a fun tradition. I highly yeah. recommend it. So one reason I ask. Well, yeah. one is so that people can listen to you, um, but also, so I I, I try to uh, say this every chance I get without being obnoxious about it. How many hundreds of dollars have you made from Spotify? Zero. <laughs> so if hundreds someone, hundreds upon hundreds. Yeah. What's the? I know the answer to this question, yeah. but where is the best place for people to buy your music so that you actually see something? 
It's funny. I've uh, there's no way. To, I mean, I put all my stuff up for oh, free. Oh, for free. Okay. Yeah. So there's ways on Bandcamp, as I'm sure you're aware of, to like say yeah. to to purchase. But for me, it was all at home recordings. I didn't yeah, yeah. spend much money on it. I was like, I feel like I would be robbing people okay. <laughs> if I paid to well, pay for cool. my own recording. Yeah. The Radiohead uh, style, the pay your own. Yeah. yeah. Did you uh, remember when U2 put out their album and it was on everybody's iPhone and iTunes? Do you remember that? Uh, no, because I never had an iPhone. Oh, so. gosh. I remember one morning I woke up and <laughs> uh, U2's album was on my iPhone, on my, my iTunes for wow. free. And I was like, I guess I have That's their album. Cool. That's wow. the way to get yourself out yeah. there. Well, the answer is Bandcamp. Bandcamp, if someone is selling mm. their music, that's where the musician themselves will receive the largest amount uh, yeah, from your purchase. Yeah. They have the least fees. So, people, if if you're if someone purchase tells them. you they have the music on Bandcamp and it's also on Spotify and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. if you want to support the artist, Bandcamp is the best way to do that so that they can buy new microphones and uh, <laughs> yeah, music true. and maybe a dinner once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing too fancy here. Yeah. Well, uh, all right, let's see. Um, let's do this real quick. So let's yeah. do, let's for a second let's leave the music realm. Yeah, and just learn a little bit about Max the person. So <laughs> that Max the person. Uh, you sort of hinted at this yeah. earlier. Like what you said, you're not quitting your day job. What's your day job? My day job is looking at broccoli and cauliflower. I uh, I work in food safety for agriculture, so it's that whole aspect of agriculture is kind of frightening, and I kind of fell into that. Don't know how I got into food safety, but one thing led to another. I was working at a job and I found an opportunity to work outside in the fields, which is where I wanted to be. Um, and so now I get to go and hang out with all the broccoli crews and harvest <laughs> crews, watch them harvest and hang out. And it's it's a good job, a lot of traveling, but I really like being able to make my own schedule and work outdoors. And so for me, I like that. And I sit in a car by myself a lot. So a lot of, uh, a lot of song listening, thinking of song ideas, listening to podcasts, audiobooks. I think I've read, in quotation, maybe like 30 books from oh, nice. this job for the last two years because this yeah. is audiobooks galore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. I feel very uh, smart now. <laughs> so do you have a <laughs> uh, really. a uh, sunscreen you'd like to plug or that sponsors <laughs> you? You know, with This my f- podcast brought to you by... <laughs> With my fair skin and my red hair, I feel like I should be wearing tons of sunscreen. Uh-huh. I only put on this lotion sunscreen like at six in the morning every day, and I, I don't look too red, do I? No, I, I think I look way more red than you do. I'm keeping my uh, the Irish roots here. Keep my white complexity here. This is nice. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, I should wear sunscreen though. It's a very smart idea. Though. Yeah. Well, good thing Nadia's not here at the moment because she would be giving me the look right now. Like, wear sunscreen. You need to wear sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put like I think uh, all good. It's a company and they make some pretty good. good sunscreen. So it's a lotion slash sunscreen. Yeah. Put it on in the morning. I get dry skin. It's okay. like I get crocodile skin oh. so i gotta put like interesting yeah yeah people who are outside all day like i go outside one day without sunscreen and i'm a it's tomato cooked. Yeah, i'm red right now from like last saturday like, <laughs> just, I, it was cooked. overcast which i know you still get sunburn but i was like oh, oh it's that's fine yeah. and look at me i'm red um luckily i'm not the one on video tonight um <laughs> other than music what other like hobbies or passions i don't know sports other uh, yeah. activities you do to let's see know. uh it's funny if I feel like if I had my guitar, I like to surf. Um, I'm not a good surfer by any means, but I just like to get in the water and flop around. So I think if I had my surfboard and my guitar, and maybe uh, like a good book to read, I think I can have the best camping trip of my life. Oh, very nice. So I feel like uh, 
those three. I'm very Californian. Have, have, could you tell? Uh, I don't know. Just grab my surfboard. You know, <laughs> surfboard just catch I, some waves, bro. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah, man. That's what I do. I, I feel like those are some solid hobbies. Um, but maybe it's you like. You also the, talk about what freeway you're going to take? all the time actually i do that's the i'm I'm talking to my dad i'm like yeah you gotta take the 134 and then you hop on the 10 and it's like gosh i'm a loser i feel like uh yeah i feel like being outdoors as hippie as that sounds i I really do enjoy just being camping whether it be surfing whether it be hiking i I like that aspect of life not that being indoors is bad i like rainy days because it forces me to sit inside Okay, fine. We'll go outside, Max. I get it. Gosh, can we please go? It's so nice out. I actually closed actually, the, closed the windows right before <laughs> yeah. you got here. Uh, or, yeah, I was going to say something. But I do feel like a hippie saying that, so, you know. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you live in Slow County, there's a good chance that you like being outside. I think most people know, right? most yeah. people who live here uh, enjoy the outdoors. Or, it's it's kind of hard not to. But it's yeah. like you look outside and you see these green hills right now in springtime. Yeah. You're like, gosh, I'd feel like... Yeah. I feel terrible if I didn't, you know, enjoy it while yeah. I just looked at it. So, so here's a uh, semi. Well, it's music related, but uh, so what is a? Well, you've already told us a little bit. You've you've pulled back the curtain a little bit. But what what's yeah. uh, a genre of music or an artist that you really like that people would probably be surprised to oh. hear? Like they know your music. You're this folky kind of sure. fun singer, but you like. That's a good question. Um, I think you're going to say my favorite musician or artist. Okay. That's easy. Well, let's do but, that next too, or now. Go ahead. Well, I really like M. Ward. I'm just uh, obsessed with this uh, folky surf rock kind of style. He was actually, he lived in San Luis Obispo for a while. Oh, cool. And, um, oh, wait. Say his name again. M. Ward. I think I M. do know him. Ward. Yeah, really <laughs> just a cool, like solid, like folk guitarist yeah, yeah, yeah. and singer, songwriter. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people would be surprised if they hear me say that. They're like, oh, yeah, right. you sound <laughs> like him, weirdo. Uh, <laughs> like, let's see. It's I've actually, uh, a lot of my friends think I, I'm uncultured when it comes to music because I don't listen to, like, the pops or, like, the, uh, hardcore, things like that. Or share. My wife gives me crap for listening to share. <laughs> Do you been life, believe in life after love? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. How could you not? Uh, <laughs> That's gosh. fine. Maybe you just, you're... I, uh, I can't think of any like surprising music okay. that I would listen to. I know there's definitely some. When do you do you ever dust yeah. off the old emo and punk stuff and put it back on? When I do, it's it's for nostalgia. It's like yeah, oh yeah. yeah, but I just can't like get back into it. But honestly, Third Eye Blind though, I mean, I just I listen to very often, so it's that one still hits hits home for me. They cool, still, they still got it. Yeah, that was the music. I was on the radio, man. Like. Yeah, you couldn't uh, couldn't get away from it back then, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so here's an interesting question I ask everybody too, because yeah. we don't know who's listening. So maybe someone listening can has something to offer here. Do you, is there a certain uh, type of skilled individual that might help you move forward right now? So, for example, uh, I love doing photography as mm-hmm. well as music, but when I'm on stage, I cannot take photos of myself to put on the web or on sure. my Facebook page, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I would love to meet a fellow photographer with a good eye and some good equipment, you know? So I can't do both of those. So I don't know if there's anyone that you could think of, a kind of person. Uh, what was it, uh, David or Regina? We both said, we don't have a website. We're like, yeah. we need a web developer, man. Like, Dude, for sure. Yeah. I think for me, I am a terrible promoter of my own music and social media marketer whatever that is, I am just awful. Um, if it wasn't for my wife, Bree taking videos or photos, like mm, you said, yeah. of like random performances I do or 
people sending me videos, I don't think I would have much to like put on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I always told, I told Bree, I was like, please just like create an Instagram for me and monitor it for me. Cause I am just terrible when it comes to social media. I'm like, I don't want to be on there. I don't like it, Yeah, but I have to, because it's like, that's the way to go. Um, but yeah, that's a really good point. Web developer. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. I, I just, I will never be able to like really put my music out there first off because I'm get too embarrassed and it's like, uh-huh. I don't want to seem like I'm like pushing my music on you, but that's what you got to do if you want to get your music out there. So what we need is a Max McClory mega fan. Yeah. Someone just run with it and wear shirts in my face and just go. Yeah. Maybe he, (laughs) now he's taking everybody, but someone who has a crush on him, maybe a man crush even, you know, such as myself. Come on. Um, Just blast my music wherever you go. (laughs) Someone did. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, it's funny. I, I've been asked like, do you want to like pursue music as like, you know, full time? And I mean, I think deep down, obviously you're like, yeah, it'd be cool. But realistically i'm like uh i like the comfort of my job and being able to have my creative outlet to put music on you know on you know my albums or do live shows and things like that but i think realistically i i don't know if that would be where i want to go i think lots of us are looking for a way to do music part-time but still be cool yeah yeah but still have it moving forward and uh you know, have a life of its own. Sure. It's tiring it's, though. I mean, you see how like many all, people can be full-time musicians, you know? It's, yeah. So we're all That's, looking for a way, I think, to do that. So it's like, the, I'm not going to have to be a studio musician. And, and like, there's like, you could play like the wine bars and probably, you know, make decent money, mm-hmm. but that's a tiring way to go. I have a lot of buddies who they do the wine brewery or coffee shops and they're constantly playing yeah. and it's, that looks tiring. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. It'd be cool though. I get it. Hey, uh, why don't we uh, hear your second song? Let's do it. And we'll wrap up in a few minutes. Una momento. All right, Max is going to play us his um, number two song. So once again, Max, please give us a little info on this song. Oh, yeah. So this one's called Thief in the Clock. Um, speaking of time earlier, this is one song I wrote for my brother years ago, but I finally just found it in the ashes. I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool song, and I reformed it. But... Uh, it's just about growing old and just how time time slips away sometimes. So this one's called Thief in the Clock. You saw E.T.'s face Hiding in the trees The backyard at our old place They sat upon the dusty road And overlooked that old desert grove Yeah, that was my first home Yeah, time we have grown Oh as the story goes and as it gets told Time is a thief, it leaves you old The great thief is time, I've been robbed blind 
In my searching ways I keep on looking for better days Better days Remember when we were kids Living in that old western town Hop the hills, run the creeks Never thought we could be found We come back home when mama pleased Run down and play toy guns in the street yeah, that was our second home My, we have grown Oh, and as the story goes And as it gets told Time is a thief, man, they'll leave you old And that great thief this time I've been robbed blind In my searching ways I keep on looking for better days oh. Better days, better days, better days Maybe it's time to look at what's behind Keep on searching for a better place and time And as the man on the side of the road his thumbs held high trying to find his way home his way home remember when we were kids sitting on the back of dad's old favorite pickup truck Talking about all those things we always wanted to do Then it came time For us to wipe the dust off our shoes Time For us to build our own Our own just uh, wrap up with you sitting right there for yeah. a sec hey uh, I always forget until the end to yeah. ask everybody this tell us about the instrument making that beautiful tone oh gosh this guitar ooh baby I remember going to Lightning Joe's if you guys haven't been to Lightning Joe's go there in Royal Grande and there's guitars hanging on the wall I remember I went there, my first paycheck I got from the job I'm currently at six years ago and I looked at all the guitars, played all like at least 20 of them. And then this one stood out. I don't know much about guitar tech or anything like that. I just I remember playing and going, whoa, this one has the tone I want. And then ever since then, I, I've been playing at shows. Everyone comes up and goes, hey, what kind of guitar is that? I'm like, it's the Martin, D, the, the D1 series, whatever. Okay. I just I just fell in love with it. And I think the day this thing breaks or gets stolen from me or explodes in a fire will be a, a very sad day for me because <laughs> this thing has been a gem. So 
I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, the sounds D- great. The DX, I guess, right? Um, cool. So yeah. uh, I know you mentioned you're terrible at social media, but is there anywhere Gosh, someone can terrible. keep up with where you're playing next? Or? Yeah, so I do put my shows up on, on my Facebook page. So I think it's just facebook.com slash Max McClory Music. And that's where I, you can find my other links to other music there too. But I'll, uh, I'll try to keep people informed when I'm playing. Um, you do sometimes the, uh, I forget to add shows. <laughs> songwriters that play circuit now and then, right? I, I'm there, yeah. Songwriters that play is a great way to come see me. I usually jump on those shows. Um, Real quick, when's yeah. the next time you're playing, by the way? A- the April 10th. So oh. if this is aired by At, then, uh, the Branch Street Deli and Rogue We're Ronde. playing together. Oh, you're in there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Max. Heck Anything yeah. else you want to say before we get out of here? No, this has been a blast. I really appreciate you having me out cool. here. This is a great little nook, and I think this should be called uh, Cabin in the Woods uh, Recording. (laughs) (laughs) What, the studio here? Or the podcast? This is a cool little spot, Ron. We're in the middle of the forest right now, so. Yeah. Oak trees. Yeah, it's it's nice. Oak trees, the fog. All right, guys. Thanks, Max. Hey, thank you. Go see him live, everybody. Uh, Come see me live. Tune in next time. Goodbye.